0: You're listening to the Just Start Real Estate Podcast. If you're serious about your real estate investing business and need real answers, you are in the right place. And now, your host, Mike Simmons.
1: All right, thank you for joining me on the show. I appreciate it. Uh, Really appreciate you being here. I'm happy to be here with you and I'm just psyched that you decided to come and join me. So thanks for that. Uh, Guys, whether you've been following me on social media, listening to this podcast, uh, on my email uh, list, You've probably heard me say that I'm on a mission to help 100 people reach their real estate goals this year. And I am still on that mission. There are still some spots available in that 100, that group of 100. It's growing fast, uh, but there's still time. If you want me to help you with your business, reach out to me directly at Mike at mikeatjuststartrealestate.com. And let's have a conversation about that. And also, I want to announce right now for the first time, I've not mentioned this anywhere else... But I have spent the last year or so working with experienced investors, people who are already running pretty successful businesses and teaching them how to scale up and really take it to the next level. But during that process of of meeting folks like that, I met an awful lot of newer investors and there was an overwhelming uh, request that I get constantly for people who want me to help them at a more basic level, people who are just starting out or maybe who have done a dealer too, but they're really struggling to get their uh, business off the ground. And i have just launching now a course specifically to help those folks who are in more of the beginner stage. And so again, if you reach out to me on Facebook, go look for me on Facebook. Uh, you can go to Just Start Real Estate on Facebook if you want, or you can go and look me up uh, under Mike S. Simmons on Facebook and send me a direct message and just say, hey, I heard that you have this this new beginner program. I want information. I want to be involved, whatever. And I'll get that to you. But I'm super excited about it. There's just a ton, ton, ton of people who have been asking. And so I've been saying I'm going to do it finally have done it. If you want to know more about it, reach out to me via email, Mike mikeatjuststartrealestate.com, or go find me on Facebook and send me a direct message, and I can get you all the information. All right, guys, I have a good one for you today. A good friend of mine, Chris Logan, uh, he is an investor in Florida, but he's doing a lot of stuff virtually. And we had a great conversation about that. And He's very passionate about teaching people how to invest outside of their home market and to do this business virtually so you can pick the best market for you and have success there, whether you live there or not. So You're really going to like this conversation. If you have any interest in investing outside of your market or finding out what virtual wholesaling is all about, he is the guy. All right, guys, without any further ado, I give you Chris Logan. All right, Chris, thanks for being here on the show, man. I really appreciate it. It's a real pleasure to have you here. I enjoy talking to uh, people that I know and that are good people. So here we are talking again. It's been a while. So thanks for being here, man.
0: Yeah, awesome, Mike. Thanks for uh, having me on the podcast. Really looking forward to uh, just talking a little shop today and is providing as much value as I can to your listeners.
1: Yeah, me too. And, and I want people to know who you are, but uh, like you're saying, it's just good to talk shop and it's been a while. And, and yeah. you're, you're just one of those guys that uh, I like the way you go about things and I am you know genuinely need to find out what's going on in your life now. So this is going to be fun for me too and, and a little bit uh, uh, good for the audience because I know you guys, you're just going to drop value. I just know it. So uh, I'm excited about it. All right. So let's set the table a little bit. Uh, I know mm-hmm. you, uh, but let's talk a little bit about w- how you got started briefly, yep. right? We all kind of get started for similar reasons, but talk about what you've done from then till now. What is that, you know, what is your experience? What's that roadmap look like?
0: Yeah, sure. No, yeah, thanks for asking. So, um, yeah, we've known each other for a while. Would you like me to start at the very beginning as far as like how I got started or or just pretty briefly, much what's happened? Just briefly,
1: why'd you get into real estate? Just let's start there.
0: Sure. Yeah. So, I mainly got into real estate because I've always had an interest in real estate. Um, you know, one of the things I didn't I didn't know until later on in my life that my dad and my grandfather actually flipped a house together oh, and nice. they did yeah, and they, they did really well on it. And so I just think it's funny how things like that happen in your life and in your family that you don't even know about and then you just kind of feel drawn to do something without oh. even realizing that could be a reason. And so um, you know, when I heard that later on, I was always just really interested in real estate. And so um, I uh, had an interest in that. And so one one week I was going to church and I came out and a, a friend of mine came up to me and he's like, hey, have you ever read this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Um, I hadn't at the time. It's like, he, the uh, end,
1: it's like the gateway drug for real estate investors. <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> yeah.
0: It, no, for sure. It is. Yeah. And so he gave that to me and I was so blown away by what was in that book that I finished the entire book in one night. And at that point, it made me curious about getting into real estate. So I went to um, a real estate seminar with uh, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, Heather. And Robert Kiyosaki was supposed to be coming to Tampa. Long story short, he wasn't there, but we soaked in a lot of value from the event. Um, We ended up signing up for a class on wholesaling because they drew a lot of different strategies up on the board on how to get started in real estate. Mm -hmm. And when they basically showed how you could get started, um, flipping houses was zero, zero money out of your own pocket. didn't matter if you had good credit, bad credit, whatever. Um, and then you could basically flip them for tens of thousands of dollars. I mean, it was pretty much a no brainer. We were like, wow, this is amazing. And this is what we want to pursue. So that's why we signed up for the class. Um, and then from there took us uh, six months to do our first deal. We took massive action, but there was just a lot of things that they kind of left out in the instruction (laughs) that made us feel like, yeah, Shoot, like, if we had known this sooner, we (laughs) could have done a deal sooner. Yeah, yeah. Um, But really, that's that's how it happened. And then after that first deal, the next one came right after that, and we just kind of grew it from there. Okay.
1: So, uh, hopefully everyone listening understands I don't bring folks on the show that are not impressive and have, you know, massive success and, and just have tons and tons of value to bring. So I don't need you to step through every single thing you've done since then, but as yeah. like a, a like a broad brushstrokes, like yep. what, what types of investing have you been in, uh, involved in and, and mm-hmm. how has that kind of led to you to where you are now?
0: Yeah. So um, we... Started with wholesaling and we grew that business and grew it to a seven-figure business. Um, but along the way, we did try our hand at uh, renovating properties. So buying house and fixing and flipping like you see on HGTV. Yeah. And uh, that never really appealed to us at all. Like we, we didn't like managing contractors. We just didn't like the process. Mm-hmm. Um, and At the end of the day, we realized that flipping is more of a construction business And wholesaling is a sales and marketing business. Totally. So we love sales and marketing. And so that's why we kind of naturally went in that direction. But yeah, so we took that one deal. It took us six months and we grew it into a seven figure uh, business um, with a team and everything. And so we've really just wanted to stick with that and focus on that. Right. We read a book called The One Thing. And Mm -hmm. the big thing in that book is talking about focus and staying focused on the one thing that you're really good at. And that's what we did. Yeah. And so we grew it from there.
1: That's. Incredible. And and I've seen a lot of your journey. I, I've been witness to a lot of it. And I, I'm I really agree with you. And it's all just personal opinion. It's very subjective, but I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of flipping either. I get I get a little burned out on the contractor yeah. situation and all the variables. I, I feel like there's more variables that are outside of your control in a flipping business than in a wholesaling business. But I'm curious, you mentioned that you went to this event where Robert Kiyosaki was supposed to speak and he didn't, but they laid out all these different strategies. How? Okay. I don't want to ask a leading question because I have an opinion about this um, and I don't want to turn this into a debate show, but in your opinion, Mm -hmm. is wholesaling Mm -hmm. the What it's advertised in a lot of places—the no experience, no money, no nothing, no time. Don't need anything. You could be half unconscious and still wholesale. Or do you find it to be more involved than that? I I think it's I think it's undersold a lot or understated what's involved
0: with it. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to think. So when people are talking to a room of people that have no. Um, idea about real estate, anything like that? They don't want to scare people away, and so they they tell you that you really don't need any credit, you don't need any money, and there's a lot of truth to that, right? Because we've done deals for all, we've done over 600 real estate, 600 wholesale deals, right? Mm-hmm. And not one of them has involved our credit personally at all. No banks, nothing sure. like that. Yep. Um, we haven't put down. I think actually the most that we've ever put down is I want to say a thousand dollar for a deposit, but we got that back, so we really didn't put down any money. Um, so I think when they hit the high points, they're selling it the right way, but it does take effort, right? It does take effort. It's not like you take a course or you learn how to wholesale and then all of a sudden money just falls from the sky. And I think that there are people that pitch it that way and they're actually doing um the people that they want to help a disservice because to your point, they're underselling it a little bit as far as what it takes to do it. But yeah. you know, if I had my choice, right? The time when I first got started wholesaling, I was selling phones through Verizon, right? So I was working B2B selling phones for Verizon. yep. And on average, I would make around $50, $75 a phone that I would sell, right? Okay. And our first wholesale deal was like $4,000, right? Yeah. And it took, I want to say, three weeks to get it done. But you know, to make four thousand dollars doing yeah. that, I would have had to work a heck of a lot longer. Yeah. And then our later deals, we'd make twenty, thirty thousand dollars. And that was just unheard of to yeah. make that type of money a month. Yeah. So
1: agree. Yeah. Agreed. The I, 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 yeah, yeah. And, and as someone who's done just a ton of wholesale deals, um, I think what what is left out sometimes. Mm-hmm. And and I'm talking about, let's be clear, I'm not talking about somebody who wants to do a deal. Okay. if you want to do a deal, what they're telling you is mostly true. If you want to be successful Mm -hmm. and that's that's a very, you know, that's a subjective term and of its own. But if you want to create a business that is scalable and has predictable, reliable income and is a real business where you can build a team and all that, what what is left out is, yeah, it's like they got us on a technicality when they do this and this is a big pet peeve of mine you yeah. don't need any money it's true to buy the property you do not yeah. need money mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean you don't need to spend money oh no Ultimately, if yeah. you want to have this thing right if you yeah. want if you want to spend no money the caveat is this could take a really long time right yeah, yeah. for sure mm-hmm. so so that's what always drives me crazy and i you know i i, I person this is i'll give you a real hot take it's my mm-hmm. personal opinion that flipping houses is an easier model to to get good at and scale than, than wholesaling, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yep. And the reason is wholesaling has more moving parts in general than, than a flipping house. Now, there's a lot of moving parts of flipping a house. But usually you have a general that's handling most of the plates that are spinning and you manage Mm -hmm. him, right? So when my daughter came to me a few years back and said, I want to do something in real estate, I want to be a real estate investor, dad. And I know you're in this world, like, what can I do? What do you suggest? And her her variables were, she was very young. She had never done it before. She worked full time, loved her job, didn't want to quit and didn't have a ton of money. And I said, you should be flipping houses because I don't mm-hmm. think you're going to have the success you want as quickly as you want wholesaling with those variables. No time, no money. Right. Yeah. And, and so anyway, that's just my two cents. But yeah. all of this has led you to being really great at wholesaling mm-hmm. and, and specifically, and this is where it's really interesting because I think this part <laughs> of our industry is starting to explode more so than 10 years ago or 14 years ago when I started. And that's wholesaling uh, wholesaling deals outside of your local market, right? Mm-hmm. Which means, okay, I live in San Francisco. I don't, but let's just say I live in San Francisco and real estate is really expensive. It's highly competitive. It's just like, yeah. oh my gosh, it's, it's insane. Guess what? Pick a market that is not that way, that's way more favorable with less competition and higher upside, and and you can now do that. And that is something that you're engaged in. And I'm just very curious how you go about this. What, like, First of all, what's wrong with people's home market? Why should someone wholesale outside of their market? Why not just bear down, make it work? They know the market. Why Mm -hmm. not just stick around? Why would anyone go outside of their market?
0: Yeah, I think that that's one of the, the big pieces of advice that are given that's really bad advice when people are first getting started wholesaling. A lot of people are like, oh, start with your local market. That's what you know. Well, what if you live in Mountain Town up north right, with a population yeah. of 150 people? Yeah, like that's you the opposite end
1: of the spectrum from San Francisco, LA, or New York, right? It's like yeah, horrible.
0: or... Yeah, exactly. Or let's say you live in an area like you talked about, right? We're in California. Like competition is just insane there. Yeah, um, it's very, very expensive with the amount of marketing that you have to spend to get to get a deal, whether it's your first deal or your next deal. Yeah. And so, and for that same amount of effort that you could put in there, you could put it in somewhere else and ten x your return, yeah. right? You yep. you can you can basically get a deal much easier, much faster. There's less competition and it's just going to be a much better journey for you. So yeah. um, when, when we're looking at selecting a market, one of the things that we do is we take a look at the population. So I look at the population, and then I look at the median uh, home price. What right? you, what so, you, let me interrupt you real quick, just so we yeah.
1: people don't get confused. What about the population are you looking for? What, what's yeah. ideal?
0: So I'm looking for a certain number of, of population there, right? So you want to have a population minimum, of anywhere from 250,000 to 500,000 people when you're going to get started in a new area. Okay. And the reason for that is because if you have that number of people there, you're going to have enough homes being sold, enough buyers that are going to be wanting uh property there. Yeah. And at the end of the day, in wholesaling, it's not about what we want or where we want to start. We follow the money. We go where buyers are going, right? So if there's a area that buyers love, then that's the type of area that we wanna be in. And if you're in an area that's 250,000 to 500,000 people, you're gonna have your best shot yeah. of getting deals and doing deals consistently and even growing beyond that. Do you right?
1: have a maximum that you tell people not to go above? In other words, are you are mm-hmm. you looking for tertiary markets or are you good to go to downtown Chicago or downtown yeah. whatever, right? Like, What do you say on the max side, anything?
0: Yeah. So I like to stay in the uh, secondary market. So primary markets, you know, like uh, New York, New York, like Manhattan, yeah. um, you know, San Diego, Los Angeles, California, those types of places, those are like primary markets and housing is very expensive there, yeah. right? The median home price is definitely uh, above 500,000 there. And it's just, um, you can do deals there, but it's going to be very tough. Yeah, um, And when you get a deal, the good thing is, Because the home prices are so much, it's going to be a fat one, right? You're going to, you're going to do very well in the deal. But again, it's just, it's going to be very, very tough. Low volume, like high profit margin market. But again, there's other places you can go to where you can get a faster win and you can do deals more consistently. Sure. So we do have that. And then as far as a minimum standpoint, um, you know, I've seen a lot of people say, Hey, you know, um, my market, I looked it up on Google and it has a population of seventy five thousand people. Should I, should I do it there? Should I start there? And my answer is absolutely not, because that is usually a rural type market, and those types of areas. What I found, they're going to be easy to get sellers to say yes, but harder to find buyers and sell deals. Yep. So you'll end up dropping. You get a lot of deals under contract. You may get excited, but you're going to end up dropping deals because you're not going to have enough people to buy them.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so. Now I've looked on Google and, and I found a market that is in the right population. You mentioned yep. you want to go where people are buying. Do you exactly. have a metric or a, a solution for knowing? How do I know, like it's a it's a 750,000 people, that's the population, mm-hmm. awesome. Yep. But how do I know if it's a place that people want to buy houses?
0: Yeah, great question. So the next thing I do is I take a look at the area and then I put it into uh, uh, Google and I type in median home price mm-hmm. and I put in whatever area that we're looking to go into. And what I'll see on there is you will see um, uh, a link where it says Zillow median home price. You click it, and when you open that, it'll show you what the median home price is for that area. Now, the median home price for that area, okay, needs to be at least two hundred thousand dollars or more, okay? okay. If I found that again, if you have a median home price that's less than two hundred thousand, I found two things. Number one, I find that. Um, it's going to be very easy to get contracts there, okay? Mm -hmm. It could be difficult to sell them because in areas like that, they're in smaller towns, smaller areas, not as many cash buyers, right? Um, And your wholesale fees, the amount of money that you're gonna make is gonna be very small, right? We found in areas that have um, median home prices of uh, less than 200,000, we've seen wholesale fees of like 5,000, $8,000 there and less and it can just be very very difficult for you to to grow that. All right, let me ask you a question cuz I yeah. trust me. I
1: you've talked to enough people too, Chris. You know it. You said 5,000, 8,000, like you know, you know, you that's all the that's all your assignment fee is going to be. Yeah. There are people listening right now, probably a lot yeah. of people going, "$5,000? Are you kidding me? That would be yeah. phenomenal. Why would I yeah. not want $5,000?" Can you explain why yeah. somebody would not want to target a $5,000 assignment fee?
0: Yeah, so let me explain. So Let's say so let's say you can take that same amount of effort, right? And that same amount of time that you put in, right? And you can be somewhere else where the average is fifteen thousand dollars, right? I mean, which area would you rather focus on a five thousand dollar area, fifteen thousand? And the other thing is too, with those smaller areas, you're gonna have a very small pool of buyers. Okay. So it's not like you can do you know, five deals a month at $5,000, no problem. It, you're going to have a very hard time getting past one deal a month in those areas, okay? In the beginning, one deal a month sounds great. You're like, oh, that's fantastic, right? But getting past that, like growing past that where you want to go to, that's going to be very difficult. So I like starting in areas where I have a runway, right? Yeah. I can not only get my first deal there, but I can get more going beyond that because that's what you need to grow.
1: Yeah, I, I also want to make the point, when you target $5,000, this is not... Mm-hmm an exact science right yeah It's 000 is an estimate which means uh, you know it could be no thousand (laughs) it could be plus or minus five thousand right and so it could be no thousand like you said and you might have to cancel the contract so it's just like when people flip properties and they say wow if i can make five thousand dollars for opening a property i'd be excited yeah but you can't target five thousand because there's there's margins of error and if something goes wrong in that flip you could lose money right Wholesaling is yep. not entirely different. We're taking an educated guess on what we think mm-hmm. we can make, and if you target fifteen thousand, then maybe your actual realized profit per deal is somewhere between ten and twenty, right? Exactly, and that, that's fine. Yep. ten you can live with, right? Yep. Zero profits is no good. I like that. It's a good point. Okay, so I'm I'm living in San Francisco, and my I, mm-hmm. I keep picking San Francisco because it sounds like a better place than than Michigan. But yeah, uh, I'm living in San Francisco. I found a place in you know Illinois. That seems mm-hmm. good. There's a median house price is two hundred thousand dollars. That's great,
0: mm-hmm.
1: awesome. Um, now what? I, I, how do I get deals when I'm not there? Uh, how do I do this remotely? Like common wisdom is I I, I do some sort of marketing or, or something, and then mm-hmm. somebody calls me and I go to their house and I talk to them, right? Yep. This is virtual. What is it? Mm-hmm. What's the process now for me as someone who's across the country from where I'm actually marketing?
0: Yeah. So what you want to do is uh, the first step to getting deals, right, is finding sellers, right? And mm-hmm. I actually think you should really do the reverse. I think you should find buyers first. You should build okay. your buyers list first before you go out and market for sellers, especially if you're brand new. And the reason why I say that is because if you do marketing, you get a deal, right? And you don't have any buyers, you're not going to be able to sell it. Right. And a lot of people say, Oh, if you get the deal, the buyers will come. Not necessarily. Right. So I think it's much easier to get buyers first. So the first thing you should do if you're going to go into a new area. Okay. Is you want to go to Facebook and you want to look for local Facebook real estate investment groups that are, um, that are in that area. And you want to join every single one of those groups. Right. And then from there, you want to. Uh, make posts in those groups saying that you know you're a new investor coming to the area and you're building your buyer's list. You know, reach out to you if you like to get like if you if you like to get out uh, first at if you'd like to get um, first dibs on new deals, right? So people will reach out to you. There's some groups you can't post that in, and so you're going to want to look at people commenting on other deals, yeah. right? So if you see a deal that was posted in the group, people comment on those. You know, send those people a direct message and just network with them and introduce yourself again as a new investor. You have deals coming in the area. Would they like to be added to your list and start adding those people to your list? You can get MailChimp, which is a free email uh, marketing service that allows you to send one email to a group of people, which will help you uh, market your deals when you get them. Right. So you can get that. Aweber's $15 a month. You can do that. But build your buyers list first. And I like building it to 50 to 100 people. And that may sound like a lot, but it's really not, okay? Because there's hundreds of posts in these groups with yeah. hundreds of people saying they're interested in deals. Yeah, for so sure. So you should start there. Then once you have your buyers, okay, now you have leverage. You got the power, right? So the next step is going after your sellers. So there's a lot of different um, uh, software and ways you can get lists. So, but one that I recommend that I use is called PropStream. Okay, PropStream um, is a software that allows you to pull lists of homeowners who meet certain criteria yep. that are motivated to sell their, their property. Could be they're behind on their taxes, maybe they're going through a divorce, right. maybe they um, are a tired landlord, something sure. like that. Yep. And basically, you just get these lists from there you do something called skip tracing. It's very simple. You can click a button inside PropStream and it'll put phone numbers with mm. those with that, those lists of homeowners. Right? Yep. And then you just pick up the phone and call them and see if they're open to a cash offer on their property. And if they are, great. Just kind of go through that conversation. And yep. um, from there, once you get the property under contract, you have buyers to sell the properties to and you just send it to those buyers.
1: All right. So that, that's the question, right? We've, we got our buyers like you mm-hmm. suggest. Now yep. we're looking for sellers. Is the mode that you suggest to people to pick up the phone and call, cold call people? Is that is that the, the marketing strategy that you, that you sort of prefer?
0: Yeah, a lot of people um, are intimidated by picking up the phone. There's a lot of people are introverted, but it's a lot easier than you might think. And there's two things I have to say if you're nervous about picking up the phone. Um, number one, the first call that you're gonna make is always gonna be the hardest. So just get that one out of the way. It doesn't matter if you totally bomb it does not matter. You're not right. going to run into these people in the grocery store, right? right? You're right. never going to talk to these people ever again. So that's the first thing I would say is just make the first call as quickly as possible. The second thing I'd say is, again, if you mess up, who cares? It's yeah. it, A lot of people take that much more seriously than they need to. Yeah. And again, you're not going to run into these people at the grocery store. Uh, you're never going to see or talk to these people ever again. So right. it does not matter. Just Make the call, massive and perfect action is really what you wanna focus on.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. So that being said, you're talking about someone who's afraid to pick up the phone, a little bit nervous, a little introverted. Yeah. What are some things that you see <clears throat> that people are doing consistently wrong when they try to start their business?
0: So I think number one, it's it's looking at wholesaling as a business, right? So wholesaling is really not a business, it's a cash cow, right? So when you start looking at wholesaling as a business and you look at start start looking at a scaling as a business, like that's where things become a big problem because Mm. you start throwing away a lot of your margin. Right. And I like to think after all the years that I've done this, my new mentality is keep it small, keep it all. At one point we had a team of 24 people Mm. and we've cut that team back down to 12. Um, and so, um, so I think that when you're first getting started, the big thing that you want to focus on is you want to focus on getting to your for getting your your buyers and then getting to your first deal. That's all you should be focusing on, right? Okay. Um there's a lot of people that ask, you know, how how many calls does it take to get my first deal? And the answer to that is as many as it takes. Right. <laughs> as many as it takes. Yeah. Because the numbers will go into your favor. A lot of people will start out and they'll get discouraged. They're like, I made 20 calls. And I haven't got a deal yet. And the and the thing is, is that's too few of calls. Like you, you're not making enough calls. You have to not only make the calls, but you got to do it consistently because yeah. the consistency piece is what hurts a lot of people. A lot of people are taking action, but they're not taking enough action, they're not doing it consistently enough. And if you do massive action and you're consistent with it, then a deal will happen. It just yeah, law of averages. The numbers work themselves out.
1: Yep. I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. So uh, I don't know, like how much you want to reveal, but maybe let's mm-hmm. just kind of be basic or, or general. I should say not basic, general. Sure, yeah. What markets are you in right now? And you can say yeah. the state if you want. You don't have to dial it into the market. If, if no, please come
0: into my markets. Let's do deals together. Right? I'm, <laughs> I'm open to that. <laughs> okay, um, great. So yeah, so uh, our two markets that we're in, we're in Florida and North Carolina. And okay. in Florida, uh, we're in like I want to say six or eight different counties. So mm-hmm. we're in Tampa Bay. So. Hillsborough, Pinellas, and Pasco County. We're in Manatee, Sarasota County. So basically everything within an hour and a half of Tampa Bay. That okay. includes even Central Florida, like Orlando, Polk hmm. County, all that. So, and then we're in uh, uh, North Florida and Jacksonville. Jacksonville has been an amazing market for us. If you got deals in Jacksonville, let us know. We can help you move pretty much anything. Same with okay. all of the markets. Okay. Um, and then North Carolina, we're in Charlotte Metro. So that's Mecklenburg County.
1: Okay. Okay, great. Uh, what's Orlando like in terms of the market? Tough to get deals? Not so tough to get deals? What's that like?
0: Yeah, Orlando is tough to get deals. Um, The thing is though, when you do get deals, they sell very quickly because everybody wants them, right? But um, we like it just because it's close to our other markets that we're in. And it really is like a minimal marketing cost for us to go ahead and add that on and hit it. Uh, We have loads of buyers over there and that can also be a good situation where you don't have enough inventory, but you have... Super high demand because yeah. then you can really kind of just name your price basically as far as yeah, what you want to sell the properties for. for. Sure.
1: Yeah. All right, I got to get on your buyers list because I want to look at properties in Orlando. I want to get a short term sure. rental there, so nice. I'll, I'll have to do that. Um, well, listen, it, w- what else should people know about the about the the virtual wholesaling? What like what if any? What are the downsides? Like what are the challenges mm-hmm. or not downside, but what are the unique challenges to it?
0: Yeah. So I so a challenge that people typically have when they start start getting uh started in virtual wholesaling is number one, you know, making offers to sellers, they're they have a hard time making offers sight unseen because they're so used to driving to the house, meeting with the seller in person, yeah. physically seeing eyes on it. Yep. And what we do is we will um we make offers to sellers sight unseen, but we network with local realtors in our market. And basically we tell them, we'll give them 50, $75 to go to a property, take pictures for us on 50 to hundred photos, and then send it back to us. So mm. we put the property under contract with the seller over the phone. We send a realtor out as the next step to take pictures. Um, and then from there, we see if we need to adjust our numbers or not. But I would say for people to not overthink it, that's one of the challenges. And then yeah. another challenge that people have is um, what to do, like how to get buyers inside a property right? Mm-hmm. And 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 yeah. how do you navigate that where if you're not at the property, how do you prevent the buyers from talking with the yeah. sellers yeah. and so on, right? Um, well, we do the same thing with realtors there. So the same people that take pictures of our properties, we basically have them oversee all of our showings with buyers okay. and it keeps everything smooth. We're in and out in 30 minutes and um, we okay. are uh, that's the entire process so okay. we try so, to keep it as simple as possible yeah
1: that sort of answers my call. i was going to ask about boots on the ground so that that really yeah. answers it the the realtor side of it that's that's really a good idea because you, you do need somebody there i mean just mm-hmm. you know if you're doing this long enough you know what can happen at a at a buyer showing if somebody isn't running interference there so yeah um okay what about uh title companies any issues there trying to find title companies doing everything remotely there is that is that an issue or no
0: No, because remember how we talked at the beginning for buyers, where you join all the local Facebook groups? So one of the ways that we find realtors to oversee our group showings and then also take pictures is in those groups. You know, you could say, hey, I'm looking to network with an investor-friendly realtor that can be boots on the ground for us in blank area, right? You're going to have a wave of people reaching out to you, right? So that's number one. And then as far as title companies, a new Mm -hmm. investor in the area looking for an (laughs) investor-friendly title company, yeah. You know the the best the best um, uh, the best title companies or closing attorneys um, that you can talk with are referrals from other investors. Yeah. And I want a referral from someone who's already doing deals, who's already had success, because then I don't have to navigate the conversations of Hey, you know, are you familiar with investor transactions? Do you totally. do assignments, double closes? You guys understand all that, and it's less of a chance of something going wrong. Because yep. I think when people are just getting started wholesaling, that's a big concern that they have is well, you know, what if things don't go the way they should? Or yeah. if I don't know the process, how do I know that they're gonna do what they're supposed to and so on? So yeah. get a referral and things will go better.
1: Totally agree. Okay, anything we forgot to mention? So anything, like where can people find you? Where, how, If people wanna connect with you, how can they do yeah. that?
0: Yeah, so the best place to connect with me is uh, follow me on Facebook, right? And then I also have a free group called Virtual Wholesaling Made Simple. So if you are looking to get your first deal Uh, whether it's in wholesaling or starting in an area that's outside of where you live, go ahead and join that group. We'd love to have you in there. We do a live training for free um, every Thursday at one o'clock PM EST. And we dig into the most common obstacles that people have when they first get started to help you overcome that, get your deals. And then if it makes sense, um, you know, kind of, uh, uh, talking with you about other things that we can do to help you get deals faster, like coaching.
1: Yeah. I'm just taking a look at the group now. That's awesome. I love your next 20K is just a phone call away. I love that. <laughs> I, I love that. And that, I mean, you know, like we were saying earlier about, you know, targeting 5,000 or 15,000 or whatever it is, like a 20K is not unrealistic, right? It's just not. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a, that can be pretty routine. And how many of those do you need to change your life forever? Right. I mean- Right. You know, I know. So it doesn't take many of those. And it's not it's not just somebody else who's doing it, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. just for other people. Yeah. It is very doable, man. It's it's very doable. And like you said, wholesaling is a marketing and sales business, right? It's just that's just what it is. You're not managing contractors, and you know, it doesn't have to be that HGTV screaming at contractors like you used to see a long time ago. You know, we would watch those when we first started because we started flipping and uh, yeah. it would just scare the the heck out of out of my wife watching those shows. So, but that's not, you know, that's not really what it's about. Like y- you can make 20k per deal. It's not unrealistic at all. You mm-hmm. just have to get started. You have to you have to join Chris's group, like get get yep. start getting educated. And to your point, you made like if I, I like I've thought about completely like, writing a book, starting a podcast specifically on Like mindset, not overthinking this stuff. The people that tend to do the best are the ones that either realize or don't realize they don't know everything and they just take massive action. You said it 10 times in this interview, massive action is the cure for most things. You just have to go out and do it and stop overthinking it. So yeah, for sure. If that's the one thing I can leave you guys with, that's it. So go check that out. uh, Virtual wholesaling made simple. Chris, man, it's been a blast having you on. It's been great to catch up. I love seeing what you guys are up to. Uh, I know you just had your first baby. So again, congrats on that. It's probably got you very, very tired. Um, but, but, but Chris is a real deal guys. Like I've, I've known him personally for a number of years. Uh, I wouldn't say that lightly, and I certainly wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. So go check it out, see what it's, a, see what he's about. And, uh, I think he can help you get going. So thanks again, Chris, for being here. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Enjoyed the opportunity and I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Thank you.
1: All right, guys. Hope you enjoy that. Chris is a great guy. Very smart. Knows what he's talking about. He's been virtual wholesaling for a very long time. And uh, I definitely trust him and his advice. So go check him out. I had a lot of fun with that one. I hope that's uh, something that you guys are interested in. And if it is, like I said, go check him out. And you can definitely do this outside of your market. Don't don't think for a minute that that's not possible. It's very possible. People are doing it more and more. In fact, some people are virtual wholesaling in their market, meaning they're closing deals on the phone and they're not ever going to the house. So this can be done all over the place. And uh, it's a great strategy. If it's something you're into, then pursue it and go after it. But like we said, get, your, get out of your own way. Don't overcomplicate this thing. Take massive action. Those are the takeaways here, guys. All right. We'll see you next time.